This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The prophet Daniel proclaims, The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That's good news about the amazing benefits awaiting us when we better understand the Father's holy nature. But knowing God, and not merely knowing about God, will always require a deeper, better understanding of who He really is. Just how much and in what special way does our Father really love us? Are we truly the apple of His eye? If unable to understand how much He loves us, how can we begin to have the faith to believe for even the smallest things we ask of Him? In these opening three days of our 10-part series, This is Our Heavenly Father, Pastor will illustrate the very heart of the Father and nature of His love. Love beyond all understanding, constant, unconditional, and always to be counted on. Here's Pastor with more on the miracle of the depth of that amazing love. I want this church to represent the love of God. I want this people to show forth the Heavenly Father that He's a God of love, that He... He's not a God to be feared. Now, he's a God to be respected. He's a God to be respected. Right? It's just like, you know, you have electricity running through your house, but you're not going to go and stick your finger in a socket to defy, uh, you know, electricity. We respect electricity, and as long as we respect it, it could bless us and help us and give us light and run our appliances and do all the things that we need to have done in our house. Right? So as long as we respect, but I have great, great respect, I don't fear electricity. In other words, I don't, I don't go near the socket and say, oh my gosh, I can't get too close to the socket because you know, you know what it can do to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, or I'm not afraid to change a light bulb, you know, because I'm afraid of what, what the power can do, but I respect it. So what I do is I, when I approach it, I approach it very carefully. I don't stick my finger. I make sure I put the plug in without getting my finger jammed in between the two prongs and get a shock, right? Or when I change a light bulb, I make sure that the power switch is off and that when I stick the bulb in, that my finger doesn't go in the socket. Does everybody understand that? But I'm not going to live in terror of electricity because it's, it's a good thing. But you see, that's how some people approach God. They're terrorized by God. They're afraid of the Father when the Heavenly Father really is a Father of love. He's a loving Father. God loved the world. That's why he gave Jesus. He says, anyone who doesn't know love, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Can I tell you what the Father says about you and says about me? I love this verse. Zechariah chapter 2. For thus says the Lord of hosts, he, capital H, sent me, capital M, after glory to the nations which plunder you. So the Father sent the Son to the nations, to the earth, to deal with the devil and his hosts of wickedness that were opposed to us. And notice what he says, he, capital H, sent me, capital M, after glory to the nations which plunder you. Now listen, 
for, now listen, this is the love of the Father. I want you to get this. I want you to marinate in this for a few minutes. For he who touches you touches the apple of his, capital H, I. He who touches you, you see, see when the enemy comes against you, it offends the heart of God. It touches the heart of God. That's a very affectionate statement to make. He who touches you touches the apple of his eye. That's why we can count on God to protect us, to watch over us. That's why when people come against us, the enemy comes against us, we have no fear, we have no worry. God is a great equalizer because when they come against you, it's as if they're coming against God himself. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares about you. That's uh, uh, just a, a, a small snippet of the love of the Heavenly Father towards you and towards me. Can I get a better amen than that? He who touches you touches the apple of his... See, that's why I have a problem sometimes because people blame God for things that the devil is doing. God's not going to... Because I had people say when I was in the gym, of course, these people don't... They don't know God because we go back to the people who know their God shall be strong. If you don't know God, you don't understand anything about God, then you're going to... You're not going to be strong. And you're not going to... You're not going to be able to stand. You're not going to be able to do anything great. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're going to be a mess. So, so I was talking to, um, to one of the guys in the gym and something happened. He said, something bad happened to somebody. So, boy, I guess, boy, I guess he made God mad about something. And that's, that's, that's his payback, you know. And I thought, man, where did you get that thinking or that thought or that idea that God is not, God doesn't send darts out of heaven. God doesn't send accidents out of heaven. God doesn't put disaster and tragedy upon his people. Don't you understand that this is the work of a sinful world? Don't you understand this is the work of the devil? Don't you, don't you understand? See, they have no concept because they do not know their God. They do not understand the love of the heavenly father. And a lot of these people, because they don't understand it, they just want to stay neutral about God. Because they've got this ingrained in their head that all of this stuff happens because of God. Well, I did too. I thought, you know, bad things happen all, because God's in, in control of everything. Well, we learned that. God ain't in control of everything. Like, like Apostle Price says, I love when he says that. He says, if God is in control of this earth, we're in big trouble. The devil is the God of this earth. It's all God's. It's all his creation. He, it's his. He owns it. But Adam and Eve sold out to the devil. That's why you have the tragedy that happens in this earth. That's why there's all the, don't pin that on God. God is working for your good. God is trying to turn the disasters into blessings. God is trying to turn back what the enemy is trying to do because he's the loving father, because he cares about you, because he is working for your good and not for your harm. He's working for, for, uh, for, for your improvement, not, not to tear you apart. That's the love of the Father that we preach. And that's the love that each and every one of us need to show forth to the world. Now, I want to make this comment because um, often, let me see, what time is it? Okay, I've got a few minutes here. People get this, get this all mixed up. You and I are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now, one of the problems I have with this, because you see, people do this all the time. I see people, Christians do this. Just anybody they come across say, hey, brother, hey, sister. Now, I know it's just a saying, but not everybody is your brother and sister. Don't assume that every, because I've heard people say, well, there's one God and we're all connected. We're all brothers and sisters. Uh, let's say it used to be the fatherhood of man and the brotherhood, uh, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. 
That is a lie from the pit of hell. You're not my brother. You're not my sister. Unless you've received and accepted Jesus Christ into your life and you've been translated into the kingdom of God. Now, all humans are God's creation. But not all humans are God's sons and daughters. Now, here's the verse. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27 says, For you are all sons, and that would mean daughters too, of God through faith in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So he tells you, he said, just because you're, you're a creation of God doesn't mean that you are a son or a daughter of God. So don't you go around calling people in the world your brother and your sister. Listen, you know how you can tell who your brothers and sisters are? When they start talking about their father, you're going to know who your brothers and sisters are. If they're talking about the Jehovah God, the Lord God of Israel, the, 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 the father uh, that was the creator from the beginning, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, then this is your brother and your sister. But not everybody in the world, not all creation. We're not, we're not all brothers and sisters. You're not in the family of God until you give your heart and give your life. You, as an act of your free will, invite Jesus into your life. Ask the Father to participate in your life, willingly giving your life over to the Lord. Now, the Bible says you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, and an amen. <clears throat> So for you're all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So what makes you a son of God? Your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what makes you a son or a daughter of the Lord, uh, of, of the Father. Now, as a, as a son, let me read a couple of other verses here. 1 John 12 says, uh, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become. The right to become. As many as received him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. Now, I want to just show you from the word just a little bit here for a minute of how awesome this relationship with the Heavenly Father is. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, listen, Abba, Father. You see, this word Abba is such a powerful word, Abba Father. Let me give you a couple of things that I looked up in some dictionaries. Unger says it this way, Abba. Used by children of that day in addressing their father, it answers to our present day, you ready? Our present day, Papa. Or, you know, like in our house, uh, Chris is called Papa in our family. Or Pops. So, what the Bible is telling us is that this relationship, we are sons by which we cry out now, not just Father Creator, not just Father God, but Abba Father, Papa, a very endearing word, a very, very, very endearing word, Abba Father, Papa. Wow. When was the last time you looked at the Heavenly Father as your Papa? When was the last time you looked at your Heavenly Father as your Pop Pop? or your pops, or your grandpa, or whatever, whatever word you want. Very extremely endearing. He says, we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, Easton's Illustrated Dictionary says this, this way, a term expressing warm affection, and you ready? And childlike confidence. See how, you see how love, understanding the love of the Father, 
really is the first step of being able to trust him, which is really what faith is all about. And often there are a lot of people who can't trust God, just can't, you know, don't have that trust or having a hard time working their faith because maybe it's not a faith problem. Maybe it's understanding the love of God problem. Maybe you you haven't seen your heavenly father as your Abba, as your Papa. Maybe you haven't seen him in in those affectionate terms. Maybe you haven't, you haven't you know, spent time with him to really let him reveal his love and his tenderness to you. Because the Heavenly Father, when I look at the Heavenly Father through the verses of Scripture, I see such tenderness. I see such warmth. I see a, a, an embrace of love that he extends to his sons and daughters. Here, another one, Practical Word Study says it this way. This is what a small child called his father from day to day. It was an address of a child's love and dependency. The child knew that his father would hear and turn when he called Abba Father. Do you know that the, the Lord hears your voice? You know, people think when you cry, I'll give you, give you an example. Many years ago when we were back at that Assemblies of God church, we had a nursery uh, down in the basement or different places at this particular time is down in the basement. And I was... Um, talking to a couple of guys in the sanctuary. The doors were open and you could, it was a small church, so you could hear what was going on. And all of a sudden, there were like all these babies crying. I mean, there was like three or four babies crying. I don't know, something happened, something fell, like it startled the babies. And all of a sudden, one of the guys in the group said, I hear Graham crying and ran to his child. And I thought, how the heck did he hear Graham crying? They're all crying. How did he even know Graham was down there? Church was over. Kids were all over the place. How did he know? You know why? Because the father knows the child's voice because he is Abba. And so when you cry out, God hears you. That's the love of the father. That's the love of the father. He is a loving father, a caring father. So to understand... um, to understand the love of the Father is so important. Here, let me, let me give you uh, this, this thought. This is just a thought. Heathen religions present their gods as those who should be feared, but do not conceive them as being gracious, compassionate, filled with concern for humanity. Isn't that true? Other religions, it's about their followers pleasing them or trying to be good enough to get them to love them Our God accepts us the way we are. He is the love that draws us to himself. And as we draw to him, our lives just begin to change and transform. This relationship basically is not not about human effort. It's about the love of the Father towards you and towards me. Now, we do have to put some effort into, you know, the Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right? But that's not, those are not the grounds by which God accepts us. He loves us, and he's with us. He's patient towards us. You have to understand this relationship. It's so awesome. But this spirit which we have of adoption by which now we cry out, Abba, Papa, or ought to be crying out. I'm going to ask you again, when was the last time you looked at God in this way? I was blown away when, I, when, I, when this was revealed to me because I was always like, Heavenly Father, you know, God of all creation, Everything but Abba, Father. When Jesus prayed, what did Jesus pray? You didn't hear Jesus pray that way. In Mark's Gospel 14, 36, you hear Jesus. Jesus, He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible. Basically, he said, Papa. 
Pops. All things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. See, and we pray that way. We pray in the old English language, the vernacular. We think that somehow God speaks in old English, King James Version. (laughs) I've heard people do that. No, I mean, when you approach the father, have you ever approached on those grounds? Daddy, Papa, Abba, I need you. I need help. I need direction. I need this. Or just come sometimes just with a heart of affection. Papa, I love you. Because you're, you're a good God. You first loved me. I love you because you first loved me. You accepted me. You took me. The mess that I was, you drew me to yourself and you loved me. Father, I love you for that, Daddy. I love you for that. I mean, talking to the Father in a way that he's not like there and I'm over here and he, you know, talking to him as if you were in relationship with an earthly father. Understanding him almost in the terms, in these terms, uh, you know, of your relationship with an earthly father. He's there. I talk to to the father all all day. Driving in the car, I talk to him. At night, I talk to him. In the morning, I talk to him. You know, I'm not one of these kind of people that have a prescribed prayer time carved out. I pray all the time. I lived the, you know, I heard um, Andrew Murray say this, read a really good book by Andrew Murray many years ago. And, and he said in the book, he said, instead of trying to have a time of prayer, why don't you strive for a life of prayer? Amen. Now, there are times, I definitely have times of prayer, but generally speaking, it's a life of prayer. Amen. Praying, praying throughout the day, taking time to talk to the Heavenly Father. This is, this is what, this is what the heaven, this is what this relationship, see when it says in Daniel, the people who know their God are going to be strong. The reason why people are weak is because too many people have a religious impression of the Father that was engraved in them from years ago, from the churches they came from, the denominations that really do not know God the way they ought to know God. They know about God, but they do not know God because to know God is to know the love of a heavenly Father and embracing, accepting, forgiving, merciful love of the Father that is always there for me, is constant and never, ever gives up on me. Amen. That's the heavenly father. That's the love of the father. See? But unfortunately, religion has ruined a lot of people. So, so when it goes back to Daniel, it says the people who know their God, the people, you see, who have this confidence with God, who understand their privileges, their position that they've been adopted in, that they've been accepted by God, that they've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, that that I didn't enter this relationship based on my merits because I had nothing that was pleasing or appealing to God. I came a mess, but he accepted me the way I was and began the cleanup process every step of the way. And that holds true to this day. He's the loving father. And he loves you. And he will always love you. So, so he says, um, let me see, there was another verse here I wanted to just hit. Romans 5, 6, and 8 says, For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank 
God that he died for me because I was a mess. I don't, about, I don't know where you all come from, but I was, I was confused, mixed up, sinful, rebellious. I, I mean, I did the whole thing. When I do something, I do it real well. I put 150, well, you see, but that's, that's, see, you laugh, but when I became a Christian, I did exactly the same thing. I gave it 150% and still giving it 150% because that's just the way I do it. So he says, while you are still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There's nothing in me. He did it as an act of his love because he is the loving father trying to reconcile the world to himself. He did it all as an act of love and he continues to demonstrate that love in our lives every single day. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, and amen. I, I just get so overwhelmed with the love of God. I just get so engrossed with the fact that God loves me. And it's, it's a deep thought. And, you know, you would say, well, everybody knows God loves them. But you know what? People have this knowledge that God loves them. But they don't have the experience of God's love. You've got to have the experience, brother or sister. You've you got to peel away all that religious thinking. You've got to stop looking at yourself as not good enough to come. You know what? Let me tell you what. You're not good enough to come into the presence of God. Praise God that God solved that issue by cleansing you with the blood of Jesus, putting Jesus there for you. So when we come to God, we come by way of the blood of Jesus. It's, oh man, coming to know and to accept and to experience that love of the Father will transform your life. That's what gives me confidence. That's what gives me boldness. That's why I, I as a minister, feel that I could stand up and, and speak against the, the, the political system. That's why I feel I don't fear man. I don't feel, fear politicians. I don't fear anyone or anything at any time because I am securely fixed in the hand of my Abba Father. He loves me. He's going to protect me. He's going to be with me. He's going to help me. He's going to give me what I need every step of the way. And that's why I serve him every single day of my life and love him and keep on growing in this relationship. So number one in our attributes of God, the Heavenly Father, is that he is a loving father by which you can call him Abba, Papa. Papa or daddy. That would be equal to daddy as we, call, we say today to our fathers, daddy. That's what you have to think about your heavenly father. And you do that. I'm going to tell you what. You're going to be secure. You're going to be strong. You're going to have confidence. You're going to be bold. You're going to have faith. Faith will just abound in your heart because you understand that God loves you and this is all his work in, in our lives. We didn't do anything to earn it. We didn't do anything to deserve it. It's all his work in our lives because he loves us. That's the Father. That's the God that you and I serve. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 